We've got the latest LA Kings news to pass along an update on Victor Arvidsson that could have big implications, plus a breakdown of that wild game Saturday night against the Hurricanes. That and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. We're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 2,332 subscribers, hoping to get to 2,500 by Thanksgiving, and you can help out with that. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the last 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use. For details. Well, hope you had a great weekend. We will get into the Kings' wild game Saturday night against the Carolina Hurricanes in a moment, but we start with the latest Kings news and we have to let you know an update on Kings forward Victor Arvidsson. Kings general manager Rob Blake appeared before the Kings Hurricanes broadcast on Valley Sports West in an interview and said that Victor Arvidsson is expected to have back surgery soon and would be month to month going forward. Now, we already knew that the Kings had placed Arvidsson on LTIR, long-term injured reserve, which means by rule he'll have to sit out at least 10 games and 24 days, but it seems likely that he's going to be out longer than that, although details of exactly what the back surgery is going to fix or address, uh, how long exactly he's going to be out is still to be determined. Now, we have seen in recent years teams use the LTIR for their benefit to end up adding a star player who has a significant cap hit to their playoff roster. Now, two years ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning had star Nikita Kucherov on LTIR. They added him for the playoffs, went on to win the Stanley Cup. Last year, the Vegas Golden Knights did the same with their captain, Mark Stone. He was on LTIR and then added him for the playoffs, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So, the last time Victor Arvidsson had back surgery recently was in May. It was for a herniated disc, and he did return for the start of the regular season, but that was a five-month recovery. Now, again, we don't know the specifics. However, if this turns out to be uh, related to that injury or a similar injury and he misses five months, that would put him back right around the start of the playoffs in April. But again, that is speculation at this point we don't know if it's related to his last surgery we don't know how what the surgery is going to address and we don't know how long he's going to be out but just floating it out there that we talk about how there is a silver lining with Victor Arvidsson being out yes we would love to have his skill on the ice but it is opening up roster spots for other players and if it ends up Victor Arvidsson is uh, suddenly healthy and ready to go for the start of the playoffs that obviously could be a huge advantage for the LA Kings, it's something to keep in mind down the road. Obviously, if we get any more details on exactly what the surgery is, how long the recovery is going to be, and how long he's going to be out, we'll certainly let you know about it. And then we'll 
discuss how that will positively or negatively affect the LA Kings going forward. Now, with Victor Arvidsson out of the lineup, the Kings took the ice on Saturday night against the very good Carolina Hurricanes. And before we get into a quick recap of that game, um, the Kings did have a full complement of players, unlike their season opener. They had 12 forwards, some changes to the lineup. We saw Carl Grundstrom inserted into that second line after scoring a goal in the season opener. Jared Anderson Dolan made his season debut after being sent down and then recalled from Ontario. He was on the fourth line. And Jordan Spence in the Kings lineup on the blue line, on the third pairing, on the right side. And Phoenix Copley would make his season debut in net for the LA Kings. We talked about on Friday's show what we hoped to see the LA Kings do better from their game one loss against the Colorado Avalanche. And one of them was to get off to a better start. Well, the Kings fell behind 3-0 in the opener against the Avs, and they did it again. They were behind 3-0 to the Carolina Hurricanes in this one. Now, to the Kings' credit, they did not back down. They showed a lot of fight, a lot of grit, battled back from down 3-0, battled back from down 4-1, battled back from down 5-2. They closed out the game with three straight goals, including the game-tying goal with under two minutes to play with the goalie pulled. Unfortunately, L.A. would eventually lose in the ninth round of the shootout. Six to five, but the Kings were able to pick up their first point of the season. Now, another thing we were hoping to see the Kings improve on from game one to game two was winning the special teams battle. That unfortunately didn't happen either. The Kings were 0 for 5 on the power play in game one against Colorado. Now, they did have two power play goals against Carolina. However, they also allowed two shorthanded goals to basically cancel out the power play goals, so no advantage in the special teams battle for the LA Kings. Um, we also talked about uh, the Kings' star players being better in game two because they were pretty much non-existent in game number one. Well, if I told you Kevin Fiala was going to have a three-point night, that would sound like a good thing, but if you watch the game, you know that Kevin Fiala had probably his worst game as an LA King with multiple turnovers, including a horrible just an overskate of the puck that led directly to a shorthanded breakaway for Carolina's top player, Sebastian Aho, who of course put it into the net. Um, some other stars though, did step up for the LA Kings. Andre Kopitar, the captain had two goals. Um, even though Kevin Fiala did have that three assists, but Adrian Kempe chipped in with an assist as well. So a little bit better effort from some of the Kings top players. Um, Trevor Moore, I thought had a really good game. Looked, looked good. We did get goals from our defense in Drew Doughty and Vladislav Gabrikov. So that's always nice, uh, but still need a little bit more from some of the star players. We're still waiting for 40 goal scorer Adrian Kempe to get his first of the year. And as I mentioned, Kevin Fiala, despite that, that three points had a really, really tough game, uh, and, uh, and needs to be a lot better going forward. Um, I, I, it was so bad for Fiala. I did see that some fans joked on uh, social media if he had been drinking before the game. Uh, obviously, that's uh, kind of a sick joke, but that's how bad it was. If you didn't see it, Kevin Fiala just looked totally off his game and made you know just mistakes that you just don't see in practice from players. So expect a big effort for him going forward after that. Um, but we'll talk more about that when we preview the, the Kings' next game. Um, also Matt Roy had a real tough game, the defenseman for the LA Kings, normally a very reliable player. He had three different minor penalties called on him. And all three of them, frankly, were undisciplined, bad penalties. Now, fortunately, Carolina went over four on the power play. So none of those penalties actually hurt the LA Kings, but still 
A lot of things for the LA Kings to clean up. We also had insult to injury in this one, by the way, as the Kings got burned by a former King, Brendan Lemieux, who was traded away by the Kings to Philadelphia last season, ended up signing with the Hurricanes in the offseason. He scored his first goal for the Hurricanes to give the visitors a 4-1 lead at one point. I'm sure he enjoyed that goal quite a bit. We have a lot more to discuss regarding the LA Kings' loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, what we liked, what we didn't like specifically from certain players, and unfortunately, that includes the Kings' goaltending. We will talk about that more in detail next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Adrian Kempe scores a hat-trick, and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds good, doesn't it? Well, you know what else sounds good? You winning 100 times more money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app as the official daily fantasy hockey app of Locked On NHL's network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs is on fire right now. Back-to-back hat tricks to open up the season. Will he stay hot or would you bet on him cooling off and his luck running out with Sleeper? You pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers 100 times payout, 100 times. And although we love the NHL and it's all about hockey season for us, you've also got Major League Baseball's postseason going on right now. The NFL is in full swing, as is college football, and the NBA will be starting up soon. Now is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action Make the right picks, and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Hey, the LA Kings play the Winnipeg Jets Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings road opener with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search. LA Kings. All right, so what did we like and not like about the Kings 6-5 shootout loss against the Hurricanes? Well, we talked a little bit about the start of the game. We didn't like that. Uh, you're asking a lot of your team when you're falling behind 3-0 as the Kings have done in each of their first two games of the season. Obviously, we like the fight. We like the grit. And we like the rally and the comeback to at least salvage a point out of it, uh, especially outscoring Carolina 3-0 to close out the game, force the overtime, And the shootout, so good to see the Kings certainly didn't roll over and play dead. They battled back, and at least they got a point and gave themselves a chance at getting the two points. We talked about the special teams. Great to get two power play goals, but the two goals completely negated by allowing the two shorthanded goals. That has to be cleaned up. Uh, The Kings have a lot of self-inflicted wounds that need to be corrected. Head coach Todd McClellan said afterwards, quote, the brain cramps, the individual errors, Uh, We're costly for the group as a whole, and those need to get cleaned up. There are some guys that need to get sharp, end quote. I think he was likely speaking specifically to Kevin Fiala, to Matt Roy, and unfortunately to Kings goalie Phoenix Copley. And let's get right into his night, Uh, his first start of the season. Phoenix Copley allowed five goals on just 19 shots. That's a save percentage of 737, and that is awful. But what about the goals specifically that he allowed? How many were soft goals? Well, we'll talk about the first goal, which came on a Brent Burns wrist shot just inside the right faceoff dot. Kings were unlucky on this one because Andre Kovatar broke his stick, 
That forced Adrian Kempe to overplay on the Hurricanes player that was in the high slot and allowed Brent Burns to skate in into a dangerous shooting area, and he would beat Copley high glove side. Not a soft goal, but a goal you'd like your goalie to get a piece of. Copley didn't. I won't call it soft, but I will call it stoppable. Second goal was the Sebastian Ajo shorthanded breakaway. We touched on this one already. Uh, awful, awful turnover by Kevin Fiala. Ajo is the Hurricanes' best offensive player. Copley had no chance on that one. That is not a save that Phoenix Copley or Cam Talbot are likely going to make, so not putting that one on Phoenix Copley. The third goal, however, was maybe the worst goal Phoenix Copley has ever allowed as an L.A. King, just a nothing shot on goal from a bad angle by Jesperi Cook and Emmy. Embarrassing, terrible, totally deflating to your team to allow in an awful goal like that. That cannot happen. I've talked about it, and I'm sure I'll likely talk about it more with the Kings goaltending tandem. They must make the routine saves. It is completely unacceptable to allow that shot to go in. If you saw it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I get that they're human beings. I get that this does happen occasionally, even to professional goalies. Every once in a while, you'll see a blooper from some goalie that let a shot go in from the blue line that just hit a rut in the ice and took a weird bounce. But that can't happen for the Kings, and in particular, their two goaltenders. Uh, and it could have implications uh, for Phoenix Copley if that kind of thing happens going forward. This is the equivalent of a professional baseball player letting a routine grounder go between his legs to allow a run to score. It's a quarterback not being able to take a shotgun snap and it hits him right in the hands. He fumbles it and the team returns it for a touchdown. That's the kind of play that that loses you games. And frankly, professionals can't allow that kind of thing to happen. Whether it's Phoenix Copley or Cam Talbot, they can't let that in. And we've talked about it before. We're not expecting, or we shouldn't be expecting, Phoenix Copley or Cam Talbot to make the amazing save, right? These are not elite goalies. These are good enough goalies, but they have to make the routine saves because they're not going to make the spectacular save. They're not going to likely make the save that's going to turn a game around, but they can't let in a save that turns the game around another way that really ends up costing you. And keep in mind, the Kings have another veteran goalie down in the minor leagues. We will talk about him a little bit more later that if Copley or Talbot can't make the routine saves they're supposed to make, they'll find themselves in the AHL and they'll see David Riddick likely getting called up. Now, there's no way of knowing how this game turns out if Copley makes that routine save. It was a one-goal game. We lost in a shootout, so I don't think it's outlandish to think if he doesn't let that goal go in, maybe the Kings get two points and not one. As far as the fourth, fourth goal, the Brendan Lemieux goal, Phoenix Copley got a bit hung out to dry on that one. A bad line change for the LA Kings led to an odd man rush. Lemieux, as we know, is no sniper. So hard to fault Copley on that with too much because he he did uh, it was a it was a bad line change by his teammates. But again, Brendan Lemieux is not exactly a sniper. The fifth goal was the second shorthanded goal that Carolina scored uh king's turnover in their own zone led to a two-on-one and that two-on-one was the top two players for the carolina hurricanes sebastian aho and tuvo teravainen uh aho made the pass over to teravainen who one time did pass copley now copley was moving a bit from his right to his left but it was a shot from some distance i thought that phoenix maybe had enough time to get over and get his glove on it to at least get a piece of it um 
he was put in a bad situation by his teammates, though. I, I would also put that in the category of not soft, but stoppable. And finally, the shootout, um, he had five saves, one player shot the puck wide, and then three players scored in the nine rounds of the shootout. All in all, not a good night for Phoenix Copley. Certainly not the type of effort that is going to keep him in the rotation with Cam Talbot. I think Copley definitely needs to get back on the horse soon, though, to see how he responds from this effort. I'm guessing we'll see Copley in net on Thursday in Minnesota against the Wild. I don't think it's overstating, though, to say uh, that he needs to have a bounce back effort in that game. All right. There were a few other positive things uh, that I do want to touch on for the Kings. Um, and what did we like? Some of the things that we liked, I, I thought it was great to see Jordan Spence in the lineup. And I've admitted I am a Spence fanboy, so you can keep that in mind. But I thought specifically he looked a lot better and the second power play unit looked a lot better with him out there on it. Um, he didn't end up with a point. He was actually a minus one, but I, I did think he looked good. Uh, certainly better than Tobias Bjornfoot. And Spence had a sequence late in the game where he held the puck in the zone twice with, I thought, two great efforts on the same shift. So that's a little taste of what uh, Jordan Spence can bring to the Kings lineup. Um, he, he, one thing I love about Jordan Spence is that he never seems to be, you know, the, the moment doesn't ever seem to be too big for him. He seems very comfortable out there in high pressure situations. And frankly, that was something that we didn't see at times with Sean Dersey. I thought Carl Grundstrom had a pretty solid game. He got rewarded for that goal he scored in the season opener by taking a spot on the second line for the suspended Arthur Kaliab. Grundstrom made a very nice play in a key moment. Beautiful pass down low to Andre Kopitar with the extra attacker to tie up the game late. I'm not sure if we'll see Grundstrom on the second line in the Kings next game because Arthur Kaliab is coming back from a suspension, but definitely needs to be in the lineup with the way he started the game so far. Very solid start, I think. For Carl Grundstrom, rookie Alex Laferriere, I thought had another good game, no points, but still looking very unrookie like out there playing with PL Dubois. Uh, and uh, finally, not surprising, but love to see the captain uh, trying to lead the Kings. That's what you want to see from the guy wearing the C on his chest, Andre Kopitar, with a two goal night, tying it up late and forcing the overtime and the shootout eventually. Kopi now sits just five goals away from 400 for his career, and he's just two games played away from Dustin Brown's record for the most all-time games played in franchise history. Now, barring any kind of an injury, Kopey's going to tie that record Thursday night in Minnesota and break the record on home ice this Saturday night against the Boston Bruins. Certainly looking forward to that. So far through two games, the Kings are still looking for their first win, but got to say, I'm not all that shocked the Kings are winless right now. Oh, one and one at this point of the season. L.A. has played two very, very good teams to start the season in Colorado and in Carolina. Uh, frankly, two teams that if they met in the Stanley Cup final this year, I don't think a lot of people would be all that disappointed or surprised, I should say, by that. That's how good those teams are. But that said, lots to clean up for the L.A. Kings going forward. We're going to take a look at where the Kings are right now in the standings In uh, also Give you a rain report. We'll do that next year on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. I do want to let you know about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up for peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. And keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit of only, only available to U.S. customers. The LA Kings play the Winnipeg Jets Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings road opener with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Uh, still battling a bit through COVID, uh, still trying not to cough. So uh, going to take a little sip here of the drink. So please bear with me for one second. I apologize. All right. Thank you for that. And, uh, it is time for a way too early look at the Pacific Division standings. Uh, who's off to a good start? Who's not off to a good start? Well, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, your defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, not showing any kind of a Stanley Cup hangover. They are 3-0 and to start the season. The Vancouver Canucks, a bit of a wild card this year, I think, in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. They've always gotten off, at least in recent history, to terrible starts, and it's always cost them in the end. Will that be the case this year? Well, good start so far through two games. They're 2-0, and and they absolutely kicked the Edmonton Oilers sideways in their season opener. 8-1, to they beat the Oilers. So a nice start for Vancouver. We'll see if they can carry that forward here in the first month of the season. Anaheim Ducks and Calgary Flames are both 1-1. One one. San Jose Sharks and our LA Kings are both 0-1-1. And, and then you've got Seattle, 0-2-1, and Edmonton, surprisingly, with off uh, off to a slow start, bringing up the rear, they are zero and two to start the season. How about the Ontario Rain, the LA Kings, AHL affiliate? Well, unfortunately, the Rain also looking for their first win. Still after two games, they lost their season opener on Friday, four to one, to the Anaheim Ducks AHL affiliate, the San Diego Goals. The Rain's lone goal in that game came from Mikhail Maltsev. David Riddick got the start in that. He allowed three goals on 31 shots, and then a rematch with the goals on Sunday. Kings, uh, a better a better effort, but the same outcome. They lose 5-4 uh, in that one. Brant Clark uh, took a dirty hit from San Diego's Glenn Gaudine in this one. He was shaken up momentarily, had to go into the locker room. Fortunately, though, he did return and would end up scoring his first goal of the season, so great to see that. Uh, Alex Turcott, who's somebody we could see with the LA Kings in the very near future, had a goal as well. He's had a strong preseason and gets his uh, season off to a decent start by scoring a goal. Also, uh, Charles Udon and Ryan Francis goals for the Ontario Reign in that 5-4 loss. I mentioned David Riddich earlier as someone who, if Phoenix Copley or Cam Talbot falters, we could see with the LA Kings. However, he had a tough game in this one as well. He allowed five goals on 25 shots. Um, so he's in the mix to be in the running for the LA Kings in net this season. If something goes wrong, however, he's going to need to have some better efforts than that. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, so far it's a, it's been uh, – look, it's very early. We always know this when we talk about these games. Still a lot of things to be sorted out. Guys 
getting into the groove a bit with the new season going. But uh, it's not a great start, I would say, to the uh, early season for all three of the Kings, L.A. veteran goalies, Cam Talbot, Phoenix Copley, or David Riddick down in the AHL. All right, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, tomorrow we will have a preview of the Kings road opener in Winnipeg against the Jets. The big story in this one, P.L. Dubois returning back to Winnipeg where it is expected he will not get a, a warm welcome from the Jets fans there. And of course, we will see former Kings, Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, and Rasmus Kupari back um, playing against some of their old friends. Uh, so that will be interesting. Also, Arthur Kaliev will make his season debut returning from his two-game suspension. Actually, his four-game suspension, two preseason, two regular season. So we'll be looking to break down Arthur Kaliev's night as well. Uh, also uh, going to be recapping the fir- the last two episodes of the Breaking the Ice show. I have to admit, everything that's been going on with the LA Kings and starting the season, the injuries, the suspensions, I kind of forgot about that second episode of the uh breaking the ice episode, looking behind the scenes of the Kings this preseason. So we're going to recap both episode two and the final episode, episode three, uh, coming up on Tuesday show. That third episode is going to be airing tonight on the NHL Network. So a reminder for that. On Wednesday, we're scheduled to be joined by uh, a new friend of the show, I hope, Austin Stanovich, who covers the LA Kings for the Hockey News. He's going to help us recap that game against the Jets and also get his thoughts on the Kings season so far. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll recap the Kings game against the Minnesota Wild and have another L.A. Kings fan feedback show as well. So a busy week here on Locked on L.A. Kings. Hope you will join us for the entire week as the season just getting going here for your Los Angeles Kings. If you want to be interactive with the show, a couple of ways to do it. Uh, you can send us an email for our feedback show. Uh, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, uh, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, of course, always you can just leave your comments in the comment section below. We welcome all of your comments. Uh, we would love for you to stay connected with us on uh, social media through X, the site formerly known as Twitter, or if you want to be like me and be stubborn and just keep calling it Twitter. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, both at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. And as always, go Kings go.